Hello and welcome to the first rendition of the Chronically Healthy podcast. This is your host, Jake Wan. I am so excited to have you here with me today for this first episode. This episode is just going to be raw, uncut. It's just going to be me. As we keep going forward, I will be able to get this all more professional and everything that's involved. But the amazing thing is that you're able to watch here with me if you can. Uh, and you're also able to listen to me here. The production quality and everything will get better and better as we go. But I just wanted to get this started because you're probably coming from my social media where you've been following me for a period of time, whether that's on Instagram or TikTok. I'll get onto uh, YouTube more and, and post this there as we go forward. But you probably want to get to know me more. And this is why I'm doing this so that you're able to get to know me. You're able to get to know Coach Jake but not even Coach Jake, just Jake, who Jake is. And I'm able to really speak to you through this because the short form content is amazing through Instagram and TikTok. Instagram is probably my main platform and probably where you're coming from. But on there, I'm able to make videos that are a minute, 90 seconds. And I want to be able to dive into things more here with you. I want to be able to dive into your healing and the process of healing and be able to go about it in a way where it's not just a 90 second video anymore, but we're able to really talk through things here. You're able to listen to me longer than 90 seconds and get to know me for who I am and why I do what I do. And that's what I really want to go into today is why do I do what I do? Who am I? Where have I come from? I'm not an alien. I might be. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but my story, so that you can get to know me more with putting your health into my hands, which many of you are doing, I want you to see me for who I am. Social media paints a picture of us as might be an influencer or somebody that has fame. And that's not me at all. If you knew me a year ago, you, you would see a completely different Jake. It's really taken time for me to step into my true being, which is something that I want to try and do with this podcast is allow you to step into your true being and everything that you can embody. I want to be able to allow you to uncover the answers that you're searching for within yourself, whether that's your health, whether that's your mental health, whatever it is. You have all the answers that you're searching for within you, and I hope that this podcast allows you to find them more and more. All that we will be doing is peeling back the layers, peeling back the layers that are holding you from being your highest version of yourself, and that's what we will do here. The first things that I want to take you through today is tell you a little bit more about myself, tell you a little bit more about my story and how I've come to be Coach Jake. The Coach Jake that you see every day on videos or wherever it may be, maybe it's in person. Maybe you're one of my friends or family listening to this. But I wanna show you who I really am, where I've come from, and, and what my story is, because we all have a story. And my story dates back to when I was three years old. I was three years old. I lived in the small town of Richmond, Rhode Island. That is where I grew up. And starting from a very young age, 
I grew an obsession for football. Yep, I was an athlete. Uh, that was my whole entire life growing up, was just being an athlete. I grew a love for Tom Brady. Shout out to Tom, TB12. <laughs> but I grew a love for him, and I grew a love for football, and it instilled a passion into me. I remember watching the Patriots in the Super Bowl when I was four or five years old. Every single halftime, my dad and I would go outside into the yard and we would play football. I would dress up as Tom Brady and I would pretend to be Tom Brady in between every halftime of the Patriots games. And that's what I would look forward to every single Sunday. And then I started playing football. I started at the flag and I went to Pee Wee's and Pop Warner, started putting on the pads. And that was my whole entire life. That was all I thought about. All I thought about was being at the front of the line when running a lap, being at the front of the line with sprints. I was so competitive. I wanted to be the best. I had dreams of being in the NFL. That's all I wanted to do. I wanted to be like Tom Brady. I wore the number 12. And like I said, that's what I thought about every single day. I dedicated myself to it. Growing up, that's what my dad loved to do with me. My mom loved going to the games. My grandparents, my papa and grandma, who are so dear to my heart, would show up to every single one of my games, whether it be football, baseball, basketball. I played everything, ran track. They would show up to every single one of my games, along with my other grandparents too, which I have deep love for. And like I said, that was my entire life. Everything I thought, everything I did was for football or a sport. School. I wanted to excel in school so that I could get a scholarship. I could go to a Division I college and go and play in the NFL. That's all I thought about. I wanted to go to the best high school, the private high school. It was called Hendricken. I wanted to go there to play football because at my little old high school, we were good. We won a state championship. Uh, we didn't win much my junior and senior year, which was tough, but I wanted to play at the best school. I wanted to go to the best places. And that's all I wanted to do was just play football. I wanted to make it out of Rhode Island, the little small town of Rhode Island. And from five years old to 18, football was my life. And that's all I did was train. I started working out when I was 12 years old. My dad made a bowl flex in the basement and I would work out on there. And then he started taking me to my local YMCA. It was a little old rinky dink YMCA with a bunch of guys probably on some steroids while working out in the gym. And I would watch them and I learned from them. I learned some things from my dad. There was a trainer there at the YMCA that kind of took me under his wing. And I would go and I would train at the YMCA and I would play football and I would play sports. And that's what I did every single day. And that was my life in Rhode Island. It was a normal life. Nothing too fancy. Grew up in a family where we had enough, nothing more. We had enough. We lived, we lived a good life. And I thought everything was picture perfect. And then my senior year of college or sorry, my senior year of high school, I played football, had a good season, and then I decided to go and 
play at the University of Rhode Island, which was seven minutes from where I lived. And I wanted to go there. I got a preferred walk-on spot because they weren't going to give a scholarship to a kid uh, who played in Rhode Island. So I got a chance as a preferred walk-on. And I went to University of Rhode Island. And from there, it was rough. Uh, and my classes were so big, the football coaches weren't the best. I had a relationship at the time that started in the high school that I was in. The girl was still in high school, so I would go and visit her. And I stayed there for about a year and a half until my sophomore year. And during that time, I played football. I dealt with some injuries. I dealt with some bad concussions. I dealt with some different types of injuries with my hips, but I tried as best as I could to be the best that I possibly could. I tried the best that I could in classes to learn, even though they were very large and I didn't feel like I was learning that much, but I tried the best that I could to do as best as I could every day. And I was trying to make it work, but I was also around not the best people. I had some friends from high school still, which some are very close to me, some aren't still, but just kind of not being in the right crowd, having the right influences. I remember going out and partying on a Saturday night after a game, and then we had to wake up for practice and going extremely hungover to the practice the next day and just not taking care of my body fully. Uh, I think about the foods that I was eating then at the grocery hall or at the, um, the food hall and just not filling my body with, with proper things. And I remember during that time, just feeling like I was kind of losing myself a bit and feeling some depression, feeling some anxiety, just kind of feeling lifeless at times was what I was feeling. But it was all I knew. All I knew was you know, we go out on the weekends and we drink sometimes during the week too. And I would go to practice the next day because I was just trying to feel something. I didn't know what yet, but I was trying to feel something. And if I can look back on myself, then it was all just, I was, I was trying to feel myself, feel connected to myself. And so I went to the University of Rhode Island for about a year and a half. And then I decided it was time to transfer and go and play football somewhere else. I wanted more opportunity. I didn't feel like my coaches understood me. And I was going to go to Sacred Heart University, a place that had recruited me out of high school. They gave me a full, or almost a full scholarship. And uh, they were going to give me even a scholarship to go into their physical therapy um, doctorate program. Because that's what I thought I wanted to be. I thought I wanted to be a um, physical therapist. And that's what I was going to school for at first. So I was going to go to Sacred Heart, but they told me I was going to have to sit out a year and a half for football. Uh, so I didn't want to do that. And my dad actually met a guy in a bar who was a coach for Endicott College because my dad traveled a lot to different places. And they got to talking. My dad showed uh, the coach my highlights. And he said, why don't, you, why don't you have your son come and check out Endicott College? And I had a friend there uh, who went to Endicott, and I went and stayed with him 
for a weekend and I fell in love with the place. It was awesome. It was a small school, only about 3,000 students. And I loved the coaches. So I went there and I went to Endicott College and it was really nice. I had a small school, lots of good friends. Uh, we were very tight knit. It was a division three football school. So it, it was just a lot of fun. Uh, I got to play a lot and just be a part of a team. We started to become really good my junior and senior year. I uh, dealt with so many injuries. Um, my junior year, I dealt with another bad concussion. And then into my senior year, I pulled my hamstring seven times throughout the season. And that weighed on me a lot. And during this time in college, yeah, on the outside, everything looked fine. I'm going and I'm playing college football and I'm in a good school. I'm getting a good education, but I could feel myself drifting further and further and further away from myself. The, the feelings of depression, the feelings of anxiety were creeping up more and more every day. And at the time, I didn't really realize it. Looking back now, I realize it. And I had no clue how to handle it. I would just drink more, party more, get with more girls, being honest with you. Or we're going to be vulnerable here. Because I was just trying to feel something. I didn't know what yet, but I was trying to feel something. Just something. Some life. And in college, you know, I was taught things uh, that I knew weren't right. And I knew there was more to it because I started researching and experimenting things on my own. This is really when I started to develop a love for, for health and wellness because I was so into fitness from 12 until 21 years old. It was just all about fitness. And then around 21, 22, it started, I started to have a strength and conditioning coach, which opened me up more to health and wellness. And I'll get more into that in a second um, in our relationship. But that's what, that's what it was. And then I graduated from college. And during my senior year of college, I did a six months or a, a semester long internship. Endicott College was a great college where we had to do internships. So my last semester, I did a full internship where I lived at home in Rhode Island and did an internship with my strength and conditioning coach for football. Uh, he's somebody that I met and became like a brother to me and he took me under his wing. And so my senior year of college, the, the last semester, all I did was coach classes, coach strength and conditioning classes, conditioning classes, cardio classes, work with athletes, um, work with people one-to-one. -one. That's what I did. And I'm very thankful for that time because I learned so, so much and uh, like I said, you know, I'm grateful for that time. I, I learned so much from working with people individually. I learned different modalities for strength and conditioning. I learned about health. I learned about nutrition. I really dove into research during that time. And then I went and I graduated. The next step for me was I was going to go to the University of Miami for strength and conditioning. But my strength and conditioning coach in Rhode Island convinced me to stay. Uh, he said that we were going to grow the business together because it had just been opened up recently. It was a sports performance type gym, health performance. 
and I really enjoyed working there. I did. Uh, I really had a great connection with the people. So I stayed and I started working there and I did that for about a year and a half. And in the long run, I'm very thankful for that time. I'm grateful that I didn't go off to Miami for school. I'm grateful that I stayed in Rhode Island and worked there because although it was the worst time of my life, it's the time of my life where I learned more about myself than I ever have before. So living in Rhode Island and working in westerly Rhode Island, the gym was in, in westerly Rhode Island. The gym culture was very culty. And it was a bunch of people together that would hang out together. We had downtown Westerly that we would go out in. And that's what I would do. I would work during the week, research a lot, learn a lot, work with people in person. And then I would go out on the weekends with the people from the gym and the people around. We would just go out to the same places, the same bars. And 22, 23-year-old Jake, that was, that was what I did. I really look forward to the weekends to go out and try different drinks at different places. That's really what I thought about the most. And, and that was my life at the time. And I thought it was great. And during that time, I also got a girlfriend who went to the gym, was uh, the sister of somebody that I trained with for football. Uh, we met at a bar and that's how our relationship started. You can see now kind of what old Jake was. Uh, although I was super into health and wellness, I was still into this kind of low life way of living because it was all I knew. And so we started our relationship and then I was working underneath and working with my strength and conditioning coach who I'd known for a few years now. And and that was my life was, was being with her, was uh, coaching people and then going out a lot. Uh, my girlfriend at the time loved to go out, loved to go out as much as possible. And I allowed myself to go into that life. But I didn't realize the trauma that I was taking on from other people because I was so vulnerable from my own trauma that I hadn't even known about yet. And so I worked at that strength and conditioning place for, for a good amount of time. And then... It came into the winter time right before COVID. And there was a time where this is kind of the story that, that brings everything together and shows you why I dealt with so much trauma at this time was there was a class that me and the strength and conditioning coach were supposed to run. The class was at 515 in the morning and it was a very popular class. There was 30 to 40 people that would come um, kind of the gym's most dedicated people that would go to the class. And so we were supposed to run that, but one of the coaches at the gym was also having some sort of like going away party for somebody that night. And my strength and conditioning coach, my boss slash business partner was going to it. My girlfriend was going to it. Some of my other friends were going to it, but I knew I had to wake up the next morning and run this class. So I told my girlfriend, said, hey, come out, come out to the bar and then we'll go to the party. And I said, no, um, you know, I have to wake up at four in the morning to run this class. So I'm going to go home and I'm going to get some rest. And my boss went to the party. 
my girlfriend went to the party and who this is going to get hard to talk about. <laughs> um, they all went to the party and I went home. I knew my girlfriend was at this party. I knew everybody was there. And so I wake up the next morning. I go to the gym. I open it up and it reeks of weed absolutely reeks and i later find out that day that my boss had driven i'm just going to be open as possible on this podcast my boss had driven my girlfriend my other friends um and people i really cared about around under the influence brought them to the gym smoked up the gym so smoked marijuana in the gym smoked up the entire place so it reeked of weed and i had to go and he emailed me at two in the morning laughing thinking it was all funny um he's like oh yeah i smoked up the gym like sorry about that um just throw it off on me and I had to go and coach that class alone and everybody came in and everybody thought that I had smoked a bunch of marijuana before I uh, opened the class and that I was high coaching the class and it gave, it put a really bad rap on me um, and made me feel worthless. And so I later found out that day that my boss had a um, wife that he was having a child with um, and his wife went into labor that night and she was in the hospital alone while my boss at the time was cheating on his wife with somebody from the gym that went to the gym and this could be a reality TV show, man, um, with what I dealt with during this time. But yeah, so that, that is what I dealt with. Um, and he left my girlfriend at this house that the person on he was cheating on with, um, was house sitting with no phone, just left her there. And I got a call from a random number at eight in the morning while I'm teaching classes at the gym. Um, when it was my girlfriend who didn't have a ride home because my boss had left them there basically stranded, um, because he had to go to the hospital, for his wife um, because he was having a son and that left a lot of trauma on me. And from that moment forward, I was just so vulnerable to being manipulated by this boss who made me feel worthless, made me feel so much less than I was worth, made me feel so much less than who I am as a person said that I would never amount to anything, said that I didn't know anything. And I told him I wanted to go off on my own. And he made me feel like I would never amount to anything because I didn't know anything. And who would I be without him? And I finally got the courage to, to leave that gym. My girlfriend and I broke up. At the time, it was a horrendous experience because... I believe that she was the love of my life and everything at that time. But I realized that I was taking on these broken people because I was broken. 
and I had lost my identity for so long. I was this football player, and now I'm not it anymore. I lost my identity. I was the kid growing up that was so good at football that's going to make it out of Rhode Island. Everybody told me that I was going to go and be in the NFL and be one of the only people from Rhode Island to be in the NFL and that I was going to amount to so much and be this star, and I lost that identity. And then I was so vulnerable and I allowed people to manipulate me and make me feel less than I was. And so I dealt with that situation. I dealt with depression. I dealt with it so badly. Uh, We went into COVID and during that time I was just living at home in Rhode Island and I was dealing with depression. I had no clue the path that I was going to go with my life. And I just started thinking about how I could impact the world. And that was really what got me out of that situation. There were some rough days, very, very rough days, lots of crying, depression. And I thought, how can, how can I impact the world? I knew I had this flame and fire inside of me that, that was just waiting to be lit and waiting to be shown. And so I invested into this company that was going to help me build a coaching business online. And I started doing that. And I started More Life by Jake Wan. That was the first rendition of all of this. And I started coaching people online and I started bringing people in. I remember at first I had some friends around me. I had some people that were going to the gym and because COVID got shut down, they wanted to work with me. So I was bringing people on for like 25, 50 bucks a month and was writing them programs and sending them workouts through notes on my phone and Google documents. And I was just sending that out to them. And then I made this whole program about, I learned about more about insulin resistance. I learned more about diabetes and how you actually lose weight. And I started making the whole entire program on that. And when I think back on it now, it's a lot of what I'm talking about now. Uh, I just didn't fully understand it at the time. And so, yeah, I started, I started coaching people online and then I thought I wanted to go back to school. So I went to Boston university for a bit of time, but I was still healing. I was still going through the process of healing. And so I went to Boston university for a little bit of time for nutrition and metabolism for grad school. And during that time, I also developed some really bad health conditions because my body was just holding on to a lot of trauma. Um, And so I got Lyme disease and I started breaking out in hives all the time, started getting really, really tired. During that time, I also had the same type of girls that kept coming into my life, just people that, you know, and I hope they're healing now, but people that were broken um, and because I was still broken. So I kept dealing with the same types of people and I was going to Boston University and I got to a point where I said, enough is enough. And I wanted to go experience more and really find myself. So for about the next year and a half, I went and I lived in San Diego for a bit of time. I went and I lived in L.A., I lived with a mentor of mine in the Hollywood Hills for a bit of time. 
And I was just trying so many different things. I was a content creator. I had a podcast. I made videos. I had a YouTube channel. I just did everything. I was really just finding myself. I was coaching people online, talking about health and wellness. If you guys go back in my content, you'll see all of this. But it was a really just a time of Jake finding himself. I thought I wanted to live in L.A., I really didn't have that much money at the time, didn't have a really good source of income. Um, we still had unemployment, so I was kind of living off that. And I booked a plane ticket to Austin, and I went and lived in Austin for seven months. And during that time, I really had nothing. I didn't have much furniture. I had a bed uh, because I didn't have much money. Um, and I was just figuring things out on my own. I was working with people online, was working with clients. I invested into multiple different coaches and mentors to try and help me establish a business online. And then I was doing these events called High Rocks because I wanted some competition in my life. And there was the World Series of Fitness. So I would train for that. And I would work in coffee shops downtown with one of my mentors uh, just trying to establish my business, but it was really just a process of me trying to find myself and heal. And so I did that for seven months and then I still wanted to figure out what the heck I wanted to do with my life. So I went back home, lived at home with my parents for, I think about another six or seven months. And then during that time, I invested into a really good coaching business who really taught me how to establish a good coaching business online. And I still use those practices that I was taught. And it, it worked. It worked well. I had some really successful months and uh, worked with some really amazing people. And during that time at home, I just dove so headfirst into learning everything that I could about establishing a business online. And that's what I did. And then I got myself to a good point to where I could move back to Austin. And so I moved back. Uh, it was funny coming back. I initially moved into a place that had cockroaches and everything. And I had to move out of there. Uh, and then I moved into a nice spot. And then Jake still needed healing. So he was very vulnerable again. And I got into a bad business relationship with a girl that I should not have been in a business relationship with. And... Uh, you know, they say, don't, don't shit where you sleep. And that is very, very true. And so I was in not a great business relationship. And for the business, I moved to Houston. And the business relationship didn't work out. Um, dealt with more trauma and more things there. And depression. And I was just alone in Houston by myself. And what really was the switching point for me was I went to an event from the coaching business that I was in before. I also worked with that coaching business. I was a coach for the coaching business. I went to an event and there was just something. It was like the universe speaking to me. Every single person said, speak your truth, be authentic to who you are. And I was actually sitting next to the person I was in a business, the business relationship with at that time. And just everything, there was like a weight came over me. This light came into me. It was like, speak your truth. Be authentic to who you are. And then I went back home to Houston. I got out of the business relationship, ended that. Uh, the person took money from me, didn't didn't give me what I was owed. So I, I had nothing. I, I had nothing. 
I got an eviction notice because I thought uh, they gave me a free month of rent and I, I was so grateful, but turns out they were just late. The system was late. And so I thought I was going to get free rent, but didn't I, they, they put an eviction notice in my apartment. And so, yeah, I had nothing. And I just knew at that time I needed to start speaking my truth. And that's when I started speaking my truth on social media. I started giving you and giving people ways to become healthy with ways that I knew the world needed to know. And I just started talking more and more and more and creating content, creating reels, creating videos on it. And the more and more I spoke my truth, the more and more the universe gave me people that I could heal, gave me people that I could help. My, most of you probably don't know this, but in March or April, no, April or May of um, this year, isn't that crazy? This year. In April, May, I had 2,000 followers on Instagram. I had about 10,000 followers on TikTok. And now, what's that? That's about seven or eight months later. There's 428,000 of you on my Instagram and almost 300,000 on my TikTok. And that all came from speaking my truth. And during that time, I started really helping people with their health, really helping people heal, holding space. I didn't have everything figured out yet, but I was, I was, I was on the path. And so that's when I created Chronically Healthy. I created Chronically Healthy, and at first it was just me, and I was just coaching people one-to-one, doing check-ins, doing calls, doing doing everything as I was taught. And I just kept speaking my truth, speaking my truth more and more, speaking my truth. And during this time, I was also healing myself and really working on myself and established Chronically Healthy, like I said, and, and was working on that. And I was really happy with myself and I was growing. I was getting to a place where I had more and more financial freedom because I was just speaking my truth, creating content. My, my Instagram was growing. My social media following was growing more and more. And it was like something out of like a movie really on just how fast things grew because I spoke my truth. It was, it was beautiful. It was beautiful to watch. And it it was like, For me, it was just breathtaking to watch. And it all came from speaking my truth and being true to who I was. And I'm very grateful for that time. I'm extremely grateful for that time and and the growth that I've been able to have for myself. It's something that I am so grateful for. And we'll talk on this more and more as, as we keep going, but Right now, if you're if you're watching this, you'll see that my eyes are closed. And if you are listening to this, know that my eyes are closed right now. But I've dove more and more into spirituality, you know, probably for the past six months or so. But 
when I'm doing something that's that's with my highest calling, I feel this white light and I see some things and I see people guiding me and, and that's what I'm feeling right now. So just know that, know that you are here and you're supposed to be here with me and I'm supposed to be here with you. I can feel the tears starting to come up, but I'm extremely grateful for you being here. And I'm extremely grateful for every single one of you that has come from me speaking my truth, being honest, just showing with the world what it needs to know, it needs to know about health and wellness and healing. I'm extremely, extremely grateful for that. And I'm extremely grateful for you and you being here. And that's how I've gotten to here. I decided to move back to Austin in July of this year. Moved into an apartment and, and worked on Chronically Healthy and worked on my business. And I knew I still needed some healing because I saw that every person that was coming to me, your problems were not with your nutrition, with insulin resistance, with not knowing what foods to eat. It was because you needed to heal and you had emotions and traumas that were stored in you. And the universe kept telling me that I had to dive into myself more and more and dive into my healing. And that is, that's what I did because I was very sucked into the grind and hustle culture being here in Austin, just working from 7 a.m. in the morning till I went to sleep. And I, I knew that wasn't what I needed. So I had some good life coaches. Shout out to, to Sean, Fitness Shaman, if you guys want to go check him out. Lots of love for him because he helped me. He helped set me on this path. And I got introduced to two beautiful lights in my life, Sam and Drea, who introduced me to the plant medicine Bufo. And from that day, I will never be the same. I went and um, did the plant medicine Bufo, which is 5-MeO DMT. And I went and experienced that. And I experienced so much healing. So one of the big things that I had to heal from was the feminine growing up. Um, I love my mom so dearly, but there were things there that I just didn't really feel listened to at times um, and understood. And that's where in the Bufo ceremony, um, that's one of the things I experienced was pain on my left side. And this is from... You know, my lineage, I was holding on to the trauma and pain from the feminine. So from my mom, from my grandma, from my grandma's mom, I was holding on to that myself. And I had to release that and I had to let go of that. There was a lot of pain in my, from my ancestors that I was holding on to. And that day, what I really experienced was letting go of that pain that I was holding on to. Uh, and, and realizing that I was healing not only for myself, for, but for everybody that came before me. And that is what I experienced that day. And that really changed my life. And it got me so connected with all of you, how realizing that we are all so connected. Each one of us is so connected because I remember sitting 
on the the mat or this this type of bed um, after my last round of bufo. And I remember looking up into the sky from the yurt and there was an opening at the top and the clouds were breathing. And I felt like I could truly breathe for the first time in my life. And I came to the realization that we are all so connected. And that's what it was telling me, that we are all so connected. And that I am in you, you are in me, and we are all connected. To the earth, to nature, to the birds, to the bees, we're all so connected. And that's what it made me realize that day. And that's why I work every single day to bring connection into the world. And that set me on a path of really diving in deeper to myself and really doing the healing. And then I went a few weeks ago to Costa Rica to uh, be a part of a ayahuasca retreat, which I learned more about the healing. I learned more about the universe. I'll do a whole podcast on that. But it really taught me a lot of things. It showed me how I'm going to help this world and, and guide it to be connected in ways that I can do that. Um, doing breath work more and meditation and, and talking about plant medicine, talking about those things and making you become aware of them so that you can start healing. And this is the path that I'm now on. I'm, I'm not on a path where I grind and hustle every day. I've really had to come into that realization that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Sharing with you, talking with you, becoming, allowing you to become aware of the healing power that you have within yourself, how we're all connected and how you can deepen the connection with yourself. And I've just come to realize that this is, this is what I'm meant to be doing. I'm meant to bring healing to the world through my business, Chronically Healthy, where it's an incredible community of people coming together to heal. That's what it's for. I was on the call the other night with um, one of my coaches, Liz, who was leading the call. Her calls are on Mondays. And I was just listening to the people there. And the immense healing that they're having in their lives and the immense realizations that they're coming to and just taking control of their lives. And, you know, the, the universe was speaking to me at that time and just saying, this is, this is what you're meant to be doing. Keep doing it. So through Chronically Healthy, through this podcast, through my social media, that's how I can spread the truth. Spread the truth. That's truly what I'm just doing is spreading the truth through plant medicine and those things and connecting with myself deeper. I've seen that truth and that's just what I'm spreading. And that's what I set out to do every single day. And that's what I want to do for you is just spread that truth and allow you to find the truth within yourself. And I had planned to show or share with you three lessons that I've come to you as I've gone throughout these things in my life. But I think the main lesson and the main thing that I can share with you is finding that truth within yourself. And that's all I'm here to do is help you find that truth. Because when you find that truth and you remember why you're here on this planet, remember how we're all connected, because you already have those answers within yourself. You already know society has made you forget stress, fear, shame has made you forget. And all we're doing is remembering our truth, remembering that we're connected, remembering that you have so much power inside of you to share whatever it is that is your truth. 
And as you start to share that truth, you start to heal. You start to heal so deeply that you become so connected with yourself, so connected with your higher being, that you are filled with love, joy, and happiness. And you're able to spread that to more and more people. You're able to raise the consciousness of the world. And we're able to do that together as we become more and more connected with ourselves and more connected with each one of us. That is what we're able to do. So that's what I'm going to leave you with today is to find that truth within yourself and keep pushing towards it more and more every single day. Connect with yourself deeper and deeper. Do breath work, do meditation, find a, a spiritual community around you, find some people that lift you up, even if it's just going to a yoga class or something like that, and deepen that connection with yourself. Find that truth within yourself. Start to peel back those layers that are on top of it right now, because that truth is sitting there. and We just have layers on top of layers right now that are on top of that truth, but as you start to peel back those layers more and more, you start to heal, you start to connect. You are going to find that truth. And when you find that truth, I promise you, all of your health issues, everything that you're dealing with will be solved. They will. So I appreciate you so, so much for being here with me today for this first episode of the Chronically Healthy Podcast. I have so much love for you. And why I do what I do every single day is for you. So I thank you. And I'm grateful for you. And I will catch you on the next episode of the Chronically Healthy Podcast. I would love to receive feedback on this. Anything that you can give to me, shoot me an Instagram DM, send me an email, jake at chronicallyhealthy.net. If you need my help, shoot me an email. I'll be more than happy to help you. Thank you so much for being here. I hope that I filled you with love and light today. I hope that I gave you something to put a smile onto your face, to bring more love to your heart, and allow you to give more love outwards. Thank you, and I will see you soon.